Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm responding to a question on my Instagram. Did you know I have Instagram? It's Janet Lansbury, and yeah, please follow me on Instagram. I recently posted a photo of my brand new license plate, which says Unruffled. And I asked for questions on that Instagram posting. I asked if people wanted to give me questions for my podcast, and a mom did. She asked how to handle boundary testing with her six-year-old. And she commented that her husband is convinced that their son is old enough to know better. And she doesn't know how to convince him otherwise. So she's looking for some clarity about realistic expectations for a child who is six years old. Before I begin, I want to remind everyone that both my books, No Bad Kids and Elevating Child Care, are available on audio at audible.com, in paperback at Amazon, and an ebook at Barnes & Noble, apple.com, and Amazon. Also, episodes of my new audio series, Sessions, are available through my website. These are individual recordings of private consultations I've had with parents who agreed to be recorded. And there's everything in there from toddler behavior to a child acting out in school, a child that seems unhappy all the time, and more. So please check those out. You can go to JanetLansbury.com, and on the top toolbar is a button for sessions. And if you click that, you will see descriptions of the different sessions, uh, which you can buy individually or as a set for a very low price. So here's the comment on my Instagram. I would love to hear about how to approach boundary pushing in older children, six or so. My husband is convinced that since they have a greater understanding of the world than babies and toddlers, that they should know better and the Rye principles don't apply. I have yet to find an eloquent or even literate way of describing how it would still apply greatly. So then I asked if she could please be specific, and she replied, He has been very disrespectful in the way that he reacts to any scenario he dislikes. Bedtime chores, non-screen activity. Lots of talking back, tuning out, coming out of nowhere to reprimand us. Just generally very sensitive and reactive, which my husband sees as being too much for his age. I'm not sure exactly what are realistic expectations for his age. Okay, so generally I would say that... If we have the mindset that, you know, there's these certain cutoffs for when our children should be doing this or should be doing that, or that they should be behaving a certain way at a certain age, or tell me the age when they're going to stop getting upset about small things, um, there really is no set timetable for children to react a certain way. They always react out of what they're what they're feeling. And one rule of thumb is that our children's behavior is a reflection of their comfort level. So when children are uncomfortable for different reasons, then they're going to have more defiant behavior, they're going to have more emotional behavior, more, as this mom says, they're going to be more sensitive and reactive to things. So we don't know why this boy is reacting as he is, but one reason could be that he feels his dad's disapproval of him and he feels his dad's, you know, maybe anger or I don't know, maybe it's fear, dad's fear that his son isn't going in the right direction and he's picking up on that. Uh, there could be other things. 
But the behaviors that this mom is describing all sound like they're within the normal realm of the way a six-year-old or five-year-old, maybe even a four-year-old or an eight-year-old has a tantrum, has a reaction to a limit, a disagreement with, with a limit or a direction that we give them. And really, you know, children have to have a right to <laughs> have this throughout the years. We need to be able to confidently set a limit, and our child needs to be able to say, I don't like that limit. That dynamic is going to continue, and this is what it looks like with a six-year-old child. You know, him snarling back and saying, well, I don't like you guys, you're, you know, what she calls reprimanding his parents talking back, tuning out, you know, I'm not going to pay attention to you. I mean, this is similar to the toddler that's, quote, not listening. They are listening, but they're just making a different choice that they're not going to jump up when their parent wants them to do something or wants them to stop doing something. So it's still, you know, these are still human beings and they're still young human beings, still easily overwhelmed. And when they're uncomfortable, they're still going to have, you know, messy, unpleasant behaviors. So believing as this husband does, uh, which is, you know, it is understandable. Like we, we want, okay, now, you know, you're six years old, <laughs> shape up, cut this out. I can certainly understand that. But, you know, not accepting what our child is doing at that moment or where they are actually creates the problematic behavior. That's why it's important to always come from a place of, I would say, curiosity in terms of, I wonder what's going on with my child, rather than having this expectation that our child should be so-and-so, and that's going to prevent us from being able to openly see what's going on with anything that doesn't conform to that expectation. That's kind of cutting off our ability to understand our child and to be able to help make things better. Now, I would say that there may be something going on here. Again, I've got just a little information here, so it's kind of hard. But it may be that the mother or both the parents aren't being, I don't know, confident in their limit setting. You know, when we talk about things like bedtime, there's not going to be any option for their child to do something else besides be in their bedroom. We can't force a six-year-old to go to sleep, but we can say you're not having screens now. Uh, we're not going to have you come out and do something out of your room. We're not going to get you more drinks or give you more attention. Now we're done. <laughs> it's your bedtime. Our job is done for the day. And you know, that's it. And that finality, that certainty is really important. But a big part of expressing that certainty to our children is being fine with him saying, no, no, I don't want to, I don't, you know, and being able to acknowledge, I know, oh, wow, you don't want to, you really don't want to go to bed now. Or you don't want to stop using your screens or whatever it is. And it's okay, we want to hear that. We don't mind you saying that. And not giving power to these things that he's using, like talking back and really seeing that as, that's your reaction. That's okay with us. You know, it doesn't hurt us that you want to say no. <laughs> We're still deciding here. I think talking back can feel threatening if we feel like somehow that weakens our 
limit, you know, that we have to now make it really clear that our child needs to do something or that we're getting pushback that's affecting us and our limit. And that can't be. We've got to be so strong in our limits, especially this sounds like a very strong child, a strong sort of in-your-face, strong-willed child, which is all to the good. But those children especially, they need us to be so certain that, you know, we expect we're going to get some back talk about it. And you know what? We shrug our shoulders and it doesn't matter to us. We're not going to get engaged in that. We're not going to expect our child to just happily accept everything that we decide. Quite the opposite. It's better for him to to share these feelings he needs to share. And oftentimes, again, just as with a younger child, they're related to other themes that are going on. The reaction is juiced up by, you know, I feel my parents' anger at me here, or I didn't like things that happened today, or just for some reason I'm too tired, or I'm overwhelmed with things. I'm not comfortable. And that will magnify these kind of reactions. So let him blast whatever he, you can say whatever he wants back to you. You're still going to stick with the limit. So with the screens, definitely got to be very clear with that and got to expect you're going to get a lot of pushback and, you know, it's not going to be quiet acceptance. I think that's, you know, a fantasy with especially a child like this child with this kind of temperament. You're not going to get, sure, yes, you're the, you're the parents and of course I'm going to do everything you say. It would not be healthy for a child like this. Typical healthy child in a healthy relationship with his parents gives lots of pushback. <laughs> That's what he's supposed to do. Instead of seeing this as a red flag or a problem or a sign that he's not where he should be, I would see it as nothing that threatens you at all as parents and really healthy. And tuning out, he can tune out, you know, he can tune out all he wants, but you're still going to stick to those those limits. Now, in terms of one of the examples she gave was chores. Now, chores, I believe we do have to, you know, remind children about with a very light touch and have low expectations and not make those into a power struggle because really doing chores has to be somewhat voluntary for a child to be able to do it. For the bigger picture, we're going to have a much better chance of our child doing chores if we aren't getting into a fight with them about it every day. If we're saying, okay, why don't you do that? And when you're finished that, you know, I'll read you a book or whatever. We're making it very matter of fact. We're doing it with them. We're not trying to force the issue. And we're letting it go sometimes because in the bigger picture, that relationship where children want to be helpful because they're part of a family unit instead of an us against them kind of situation, that's what's going to make them cooperative and agreeable in the long term and more generally. And that's what we want. I think we can get caught up in using a place like that where we actually don't really have a lot of power to force our child to do something. I mean, really, we can't set a limit there. The child has to want to do that and be willing of their own volition to do it. In those kinds of situations, we don't want to make those into something that kind of poisons our overall relationship. It's just not worth it, in my opinion. And the coming out of nowhere to reprimand us, again, that, he's trying to see if you're going to give him power there. 
And I really wouldn't. I would not give that kind of behavior any power over you. He's being bossy and he's trying to be a powerful guy in these comments. And maybe they've been given some power with some negative attention and things like that. So it's better just to not give that attention and just sort of let it go. You know, a six-year-old is trying to boss us around. I mean, have a sense of humor about it if you can. So in terms of her final question, which is she's not sure exactly what are the realistic expectations. So realistic expectations are, is he capable of doing chores? Is he capable of following directions? Is he capable of, yes, he should be capable of all those things. But being capable and wanting to do them (laughs) are two different things. So that second part is the part that requires really confident leaders. And confident leaders aren't put off by what comes out of a six-year-old's mouth. You know, confident leaders aren't taken aback or personally insulted by, you know, a six-year-old going, and you, and blasting out at us. Again, I would look at this as a tantrum or just a negative reaction to a limit and what he's supposed to do. And, you know, I would take a look deeper at what's going on and the dynamics with both of you and your son and You know, are you being clear enough? Are you confident with your limits? Are you okay with him disagreeing? Are you still seeing him as the little guy that, you know, has still only been around for six years? And, you know, he needs leaders that are above this, that can rise above all the petty stuff and not be insulted as we would with a peer or, you know, someone that was on our level of maturity. So expectations are that when he's feeling really comfortable, He'll accomplish a lot, and he'll be much more cooperative. And when he's not as comfortable with his leaders um, or in himself, it's going to be harder for him, and it's going to be rough and grumbly and messy. Accepting all of that is what he needs. At all ages, children need to be accepted for where they're at. And we need to trust that there's always a reason and that these aren't fatal flaws in our children or something we're doing wrong. You know, our relationship with our children is a process and their development is a process. And, you know, we can always switch gears. We can always apologize for reactions that we have and keep reminding ourselves that he's not mature. Yes, he can be very capable, but he can also still be, you know, a snarly, reprimandy, <laughs> reactive guy. So I hope that answers your question. I'm not sure if that's going to be what your husband wanted to hear or if it's going to make any difference, but this is what I've noticed and this is what I know. I hope it helps. Please check out some of my other podcasts. They're on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And again, both of my books are available on audio at audible.com, in paperback at Amazon, and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. And my new audio series, Sessions, this might be really helpful to this parent if she wants to take the time and listen. They're mostly about 30 minutes long, I think. They're individual recordings of private consultations with parents discussing urgent parenting issues. And you can check them out by going to my website and clicking the button that says Sessions on the top toolbar. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we can do this.